how can we make sense of the human experience when we are faced with such challenging times, when we experience loss and sorrow and it forces us to ask the question, why are we here? We ponder that and that may turn into something bigger for us, more darkness, more fear, more sorrow, more sadness or in many cases it might allow us to make sense of the darkness and the sadness. It may force us to look at the true meaning of why are we here and maybe life isn't just about living and existing. Maybe there's a reason that we're all connected and that we feel such intense emotions when we lose the ones we love, when we get fired from a job that we're so passionate about. Why when the love of our life breaks our heart because they meet someone else? Why that all affects us in such a deep way? On today's episode, I wanted to open up and share some of my own experience with losing my dad to motor neuron disease and some of the lessons that I learned in facing grief and going through the loss, but also the way that it really shaped me. I hope that you gain something from today's episode and while I would love to share more depth because this is not something that can be covered in one episode. And that leads me to letting you know that there's actually a little bit of a twist to my next episode, which I share at the end of this particular episode. So without further ado, I hope that you stay till the end and keep this journey going with me. Hi, welcome to the Uncovery Podcast. I'm your host, Mahalia Jane. Every episode, I take you on a journey talking about life, well-being and mental healing. The Uncovery connects with different people from different places who share stories of growth and enlightenment. It's my passion and privilege to be here guiding you with my own truth and experiences because it is possible to live in a beautiful state. For many of us, I think the thing that has really struck fire in me and made me uncover the layers of all of that sorrow and that darkness and that sadness has honestly been allowing the sorrow, the pain, the darkness to be my teacher, allowing grief to be my teacher. The thing that grief taught me was how temporary it is. And while the missing may never end, the stages of grief, the anger, the frustration, the denial, the shock, it is temporary. My very first memory of a loss or feeling... A sense of grief was when I was six years old, mum picked us up from somewhere and she said, I can't find the cat. So I was very close to this particular cat and I remember feeling as a six-year-old girl a deep sense of sadness and that was the very first time I had experienced that type of emotion. And then it makes me think, no one teaches us how to grieve, there's no subject at school called grief and accepting grief. 
I mean, there's health and we cover a range of life things in health, but not to the extent of this is what you will face in life. Death is part of life. You will grieve. You will have sadness and there will be a degree of loss in your life. And the pain may feel unbearable and the missing may hurt until I can't guarantee when. But if there's one thing I can teach you, it's that death is life and grief will happen to you. Something we do that I did for so long is I put fear and death in the same box. I feared the feeling of grief and the fear of losing. So much fear of losing people around me, of losing animals and being left without them. And to me, it still would be the most devastating thing in life to lose the people that I love most because without them, life wouldn't be as special to me. Living would feel different to me. Yet I know the acceptance already needs to be there because with living comes death and loss and sorrow and grief. I used to ponder what would actually happen to me What would my life be now if I hadn't have lost my dad to motor neurone disease, if I hadn't have been in a car accident when I was nine years old, if I hadn't experienced the feeling as a small child, seeing my parents separate, if I hadn't have watched my friends pass away, if I hadn't have seen suffering in my life, if I hadn't have said goodbye to things that really bring me a lot of happiness. I mean, the the sorrow and the sadness, there's a lot there. And I think that for someone who's been through grief and losing, being able to understand the darkness and the shadows that come with the grief of dying can be one of the most powerful experiences of acceptance. And that's not to say you should be in a really dark place and that's where you should live. It's more about this deep darkness that we have to face at times in life. And I do really hope that there isn't more of it in my life. But when we are faced with unimaginable circumstances that the human experience just cannot seem to fathom because it hurts so much and when the pain gets so deep... If you think about how many things that exist in this world that started from darkness, think about the darkness that is inside of our bodies and all the amazing organisms that are living in there, creating their own little universe to keep us alive. And that actually makes me smile. That makes me think that there's just so much more layers going on to our experience and our human existence. And to me, that isn't scary. That's actually made me smile because... It proves that there are so many layers that we don't understand. But what we know, and there's one thing that you know right now and I know, is how we feel and what our emotions are. And that's why so easily we can get trapped in focusing so much of our energy and attention onto emotions and onto constantly bettering ourselves through a very I existence. One of the most incredible things for me right now in this moment and when other people relate to this and can connect with this, I have so much joy. The idea of death honestly used to feel like a relief to me at times 
and the idea of death now, I just feel saddened by it because being alive is so incredible. I never, ever thought that would be me. I could not have imagined ever saying that. I love being alive. I love experiencing the moments and the joys throughout the day and throughout my week that I'm so blessed to have. And could that be possibly contributed because I have experienced grief? I have experienced loss. I have lost people close to me. I've seen my family go through trauma. Absolutely it is. And not just because it's something that I went through. It's because I experienced the darkness. I faced it. I allowed myself to grow within those moments of darkness. And in no way am I saying that there needs to be more darkness to create growth. If you think about all of these incredible things that are happening in our universe that come from darkness, um, it's, it's endless in terms of how we can continue to evolve as people. I wonder what would have happened if I didn't feel like this right now, who I would be. Again, what would my life be like? So what I really want to talk about today, because I could talk about grief for a very long time, but when I thought about starting to talk about grief and what it felt like, rather than giving a story of losing my father to motor neuron and what that felt like and the ways in which I accepted it and the ways in which I completely went into avoidance with it all to cope because at the time I was only 22 years old and when I was 22 I didn't have the strategy. I still don't. I don't think any of us have the strategy. It's not like a math equation that we learn in school. There's no answer. There's no solution. We are completely winging it. So I think the one thing that I've learned about myself that has always kept me going through these times of winging it is my spirituality. Because I do believe that our soul is connected to so much more than what we experience in the everyday life. And that our body is the vessel carrying this precious soul. And I think when that concept started to resonate within me, the life stuff and the things in life that just weren't connecting me to who I was, um, they became easier because I let go of the grip of trying to hold on to society's pressures and life's pressures. I started to connect with who I was as a person. I started to open myself up to more possibilities and I think a lot of people who have some kind of faith or grace or religion find their acceptance of life and their gratitude of life through that. But there's also a lot of people out there who don't have any kind of faith or belief and they're still in a very beautiful space of knowing their purpose. It doesn't need to be religion. It doesn't need to be spirituality, but that's what's helped me. So in saying that, what I was so surprised by is the relationship past death that continued for me. And that may be sounding a little woo-woo, but let me just break it down for you. When I lost my father, there was so many parts of our relationship and our emotional connection that hadn't felt resolved. And I remember having a really beautiful conversation with him before he passed away. And 
at the time that that happened, I didn't truly understand what it would mean now. But we were in his room, so where he was um, just before he passed away. And it was actually the night before he died. So I was standing by his bed and he was he was still able to communicate because with motor neurone disease, it can take your ability to talk away. So my dad luckily was still able to communicate, although I think it was quite exhausting for him to get words out and to articulate. I was still lucky enough to be able to have a conversation with him. He wasn't in the best headspace and I think that when the body starts to fail and gets really sick, our soul is preparing us um, to whatever is next. And for my father, I always said to my mum because my mum was concerned I wasn't seeing him enough towards the end, I said I don't want to remember my dad as a very sick, frail down person. I want to remember him as the lively, joking guy that he was. And whether that was a strategy that I used at the time to cope and not see him suffer or whether that was truly what was going on, I don't think I'll ever know. But what I do know is the truth in that was definitely that I could feel he was passing over and and shifting over. And the most beautiful thing that my dad did was he didn't hold on so tightly to life. He accepted what was happening to his body. He accepted that it was his time and he actually felt blessed that he had gotten a second chance at life because when he was younger, he got really sick and I think he probably thought at that moment in his life when he was in his 40s, that was it. So it's a pretty amazing outlook to have when you're given a terminal illness diagnosis and there's no cure to motor neurone disease. So coming back to the lesson that I spoke about, so much of that was in his acceptance and his ability to be able to accept his time now was coming to an end and not holding on and not resisting and making it easier for us making it easier for the people that loved him and were by his side watching him. And I think when it really started to sink in how much his acceptance was just going over my head because he was almost doing such a good job of acceptance that, and even though he was having his struggles, that um, I probably got a little bit selfish around the time of his death. I would never do that now. So again, went through something learned a lot of lessons, went through a lot of heartache, spent 12 to 18 months completely ignoring my grief. But we were standing around his bed, coming back to that moment. It was actually the night before he passed away. I had no idea this was his last night. And I had been dealing with quite a lot of my own stuff. I think it was at that time when I was first seeing a psychiatrist and I covered that in my episode all about Um, bipolar disorder. I mean, come on, how selfish does that sound? I was going through a lot of my stuff. And I think he could really see through that. He could see through the fact that I was wrapped up in my own stuff. 
And I said to him, I'm sorry I haven't been able to physically be here because we had spoken on the phone and I had said, like, what can I do to help you through this? Because he was given six to nine months to live and instantly I said, what can I do? So in that moment I said, it's just been really tough for me and he looked me square in the eyes and said, how hard do you think it is for me? And it occurred to me right then in that moment how much I hadn't physically been there because he had been so great at accepting. And then what that did for me is in life, no matter how much someone gives gives them gives you permission, no matter how much someone gives you permission to keep moving forward with, with your life while they're going through it, they're still here and they're still going through it. And I think being intuitive has a lot to do with that because I could feel, as I said, part of his soul was starting to almost not be here. I I didn't feel connected to him anymore in the same way. So it would sound like the relationship I had with my dad ended there, that at that moment that was the last time I saw him. It actually wasn't because the next day I was there and watched him, I saw him pass away. I was there for his last breaths and it happened quite suddenly, thinking I was having a conversation with him the night before. But all of these things within that probably 14-hour period, I think, from when I saw him to when he passed away, so many things happened. So many things came to me um, spiritually, energetically. And at that time, I was definitely nowhere near as evolved within my intuitive nature as I am now. Just to give you a very, very, very quick summary of some things that happened to me, we were in the bedroom and my dad was laying there and this bird just flew in to the bedroom out of nowhere. There was no door open. A bird literally flew in from outside of the house, um, which was a completely separate area of this house, into the room and just started flying around and then flew out. Uh, the next day I woke up and had a complete breakdown in the shower because I felt like he had passed away on some level. Um, when I caught the bus into work that day, I started getting images of his funeral and it just was a completely different experience for me. So then when I got the call an hour and a half later that I think your dad's dying right now, you need to come. Um, It didn't actually occur to me until later on in life that that was a lot of the connection I had with him um, and the process of what was going on. So the relationship with my dad continued. Um, It still evolves. We've been able to still have a connection and it's a different kind of connection. I think that a lot of people who have lost a loved one, they feel it's the end and it is the end of the physical being. It is the end and the missing is, is always there. That doesn't go away. The missing doesn't go away. But knowing that the relationship will never die, that the connection you had, the love you had, the moments that you shared, that never dies. 
And the pain that you have to feel and the suffering you have to go through and the darkness that you have to face, in those moments of missing are so powerful. I definitely feel like we're told to always look for the light in life, always look for the happy moments, strive towards happiness, towards bliss. Yet can you imagine if when you were a child, someone had said to you, some hard stuff's going to happen in life and it's going to really hurt. There's going to be pain and sorrow and sadness But if you just allow it to be and if you feel it and if you know that it's real and it's there for a reason, a very powerful reason, some pretty remarkable soul developments can come from that. And as I mentioned before, the relationships that can keep evolving after the experience that we have with living and dying can be pretty remarkable And I mean that in a sense that if we're still here and we're still living life while the people that we love and we know leave us, how can we then know that all of the unresolved issues that maybe we had with those people can be put to rest? How can we know that there's forgiveness if, let's say, there's some tension there that was never forgiven? So when I knew that I wanted to have a episode that talked about this and wanted to ask that question and open that up about what happens to the relationships and our relationships with our loved ones, they continue, they evolve. I thought it would be a really great idea to chat to my mum who actually had that experience with her ex-husband, my father, when he passed away. So if you have an interest in listening to that episode because I got so much from it, And it's a little bit funny listening back to because we were just sitting down with a cup of tea having a conversation. Definitely hit play on the next episode because they are a little bit different. That's why this had to be part one. And her experience was, of course, completely separate to my experience and my journey. So in saying that, that concludes another episode of The Uncovery. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we finish up, please remember to subscribe and review. It makes such a difference to the content I'm creating and it won't take you long, but if you can please just spare a moment to give a five-star review and to subscribe, it would make all the difference to these episodes. As always, it was great to share part of my journey with you and I do hope that you get some insight from the episode that is up next and available now with my mum, Jane. So until I speak with you again, take care and be well.